when we were deciding this topic, you said all resentment is, is toxic and you just, you just can't have resentment. Correct. I find that's puzzling because if you just look at like some of the, you know, the political conflicts in the world, how can people not be full of resentment, right? What if, you know, if I was Ukrainian or if I was Russian or Israeli or Palestinian or list a conflict in the world, indigenous, whatever. Um, or just simply mad at my mom. Or yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but, totally. But yeah. Why can't, why can't, why can't I, why can't I live a, a life full of resentment and have it be justified? Yes. Let's, okay. That's, okay. What, I'm, that's, that's what I'm curious about. Yes. There's a saying, drinking the poison and hoping the other person dies, right? So you hear that. So some people say anger, hope being angry at people or blaming other people for our situation is like drinking the poison and hoping they die. Mm. I think as far as I understand, that actually comes from resentment. So resenting somebody or something is drinking the poison and hoping the other person or thing suffers. Right. Welcome to the State of Mind podcast, bringing you conversations about mental health that change lives. My name is Mike Stroh, and my hope is that by listening to this podcast, you will learn that you are empowered by your experience, not inhibited. And through these conversations, you will get insight into how you can cultivate your innate capacity for resilience and well-being. And as you heard on the intro, I am back with my conversation partner, Dr. David Zarnett, Professor of Political Science at the University of Toronto. And on today's episode, as you heard, we discuss resentment, enlightenment, human darkness, and how important it is to be able to look at our own darkness, look at our shadow. I think this part of our development as human beings is crucial if we want to be more contented, more, dare I say, enlightened as we go about our journey throughout life. So without further ado, I bring you David Zarnett and myself talking about resentment. And as I, it was explained to me, I don't know how true this is. I think it's true. Uh, resentment the, is the resentment. So mm. resentment is to resentment your emotions towards something and if and resentment is one of the most i'd say shame resentment are two of the most destructive emotions that we have like worse than anger it's i guess resentment is anger towards someone mm, i think anger is effective and useful in many situations mm -hmm. resentment and shame actually shame can be helpful too there's pro social shame mm -hmm. which uh, i love anna lemke talks about that in her book and also heidi my meditation teacher talks about pro social shame resentment i don't think is ever actually pro anything really so and so it's only you're saying it's only bad Let, let's just okay yeah. so what is what is resentment okay uh, so let's use some of the examples that you gave one when I was in recovery, I had a list. Well, the first time I did my resentment inventory, I probably had 30 or 40 things. And my sponsor sort of looked at me and was like, this is a joke. Go back and come back to me when you have a better list. Yeah. Hold on. What, what do you mean? Yeah. What, what, okay. So okay, right. you so, started the AA. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we should also put a bit of context to this. So yeah. looking at resentments and things like that is... And this is probably popular in YouTube and also a la Jordan Peterson, so to speak. He talks a lot about Carl Jung and shadow work and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. doing a resentment inventory in the Jungian sense is sort of like a doing shadow work. I would say it's the most effective thing that I've come across. And of course, I'm limited in what I've come across. 
that helps people look at their own darkness and take responsibility for their shit so that they can be free in the world, mm. at least free from their own psyche and free from the torment of resenting other people, places and things. So that's just a bit of context about what resentments are. Okay. Um, so let's just look at this. Why don't we just do that? Okay. Okay. Think, but Mike, yeah, resentment is anger towards someone wanting to hurt someone. I'm sorry, not anger, w wishing someone bad for a perceived real like, yeah, that's a great so ill that you, they've imposed on you. Like, um, you know, you're you're mad at your friend, you're mad at your partner, you're mad at your yeah, parents. Yeah, I you think resent them for treating you a certain way, correct? Or for doing correct, something, to you. Right. that's or you resent them for a perceived yeah okay. slight or a, right? Yeah, okay. So I might and you wish them ill. So resentment has to be wishing someone ill for something real or perceived they've done to you. I think that comes on top of it. So it might be first it's. I resent my mom for not saying I love you enough. Okay. So yeah. I can have that resentment and simultaneously not wish her ill. Of course. Yeah. Or wish her ill. Okay. So that's another layer to it. I think it depends on how much of the poison you're drinking and how sick you are spiritually and psychologically. So is resentment the same as being upset with someone? No. It's work. It's a next level up. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's again, it's sort of like, it's the re-sentiment idea, right? So you're constantly like playing out these scenarios in your head and mm. blaming the world. In some sense, it's analogous to blame, but not exactly. You're blaming other people and holding them responsible for your feelings and your emotions. So to be upset would be like, maybe like a one-off, like, oh, you might, you didn't get back to my email. I'm upset with you for ignoring me. Yes. But Mike, I resent you for for never responding to my emails or No, it, uh, or sorry, that one email you missed and I, and I resent you for a long period of time yes, and I'm exactly. constantly playing yes, out that exactly, frustration yes. I have with your exactly, poor yeah. email etiquette. <laughs> yes. This yes. is all fake. This is not really you're yeah, good with yeah. emails. But but yes. So it's it's a uh, right, the resentiment means you're feeling over and over yes. again. It's a cycle yes. of emotions, of and negative thoughts. emotions. And thoughts. And thoughts towards someone yes. for the ills they've done to you, real or perceived. Yes. Okay. Very good. Okay. Okay. So. Got a lot of those. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Right. <laughs> okay. So, so this, so this sheet here, I've adapted it a little bit, comes from AA. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this comes from the step four work. Step four is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So this is a deeply spiritual practice. Okay. The Alcoholics Anonymous has simplified it for us mortals, but it really cuts to the heart of this self-centered egoic way of carrying oneself in the world. Mm. And really breaking free from that is a spiritual experience in my opinion. Mm is enlightening and is just an incredible tool to manage your daily mental health and well-being. Makes sense. It does. So walking so, around yeah. with resentment is just it's a poison. It's poison. Po it's poison. And that in AA, they would say that's the number one reason why people drink in some sense is to just suppress so that. filled with resentment and anger and frustration towards other people in the world, even ourselves perhaps. Yeah. That it's so toxic that we need to drown it out with alcohol. So alcohol is the solution, not... The, what's the saying? What's that AA code? Yeah, drugs and alcohol 
uh, are the solution, not the problem, or uh, <laughs> drugs are not the problem, they're the solution. Which is not so meant good. to be taken literally, or... Well, no, I think it is. So it's, but it's the solution that that the person has has latched on to, yes. although it's not their, it's not the right, it's not the long term solution correct. for their. Correct. Okay, gotcha. But it's also because it's used in a way to sort of start shattering or at least shifting people's perspective on what it is they're doing. It's right. like you're drinking because you have problems. Yes. And you think the drinking is the answer. Right. But it's it's not. Yeah. Or you might even think drinking is the problem. I was at a meeting the other day and, and someone was talking wisely about you know, we often people go to AA to stop drinking, mm-hmm. but really that's not why people stay. People stay because it provides a beautiful solution and way of being that makes our lives meaningful and, and fulfilling right. and that kind of stuff. Right. So that's a, perhaps an example, right? Um. I want to see where we're going with this, but okay. one question that's popping yeah. up. So we have a pretty good understanding of what resentment is. Right. Um, I guess maybe the next question I'd ask you is, why is it so bad? The ne- I have two questions for, in my mind, and let me know how you want to tackle these. One, why is resentment, why is it so bad to be resentful? Yeah. Uh, what are sort of the practical implications on our day-to-day life when we're walking around full of resentment? Yeah. Um, the second question is, is it ever justified to feel resentment. I mean, we can be wronged by a lot of people. Um, people can do really bad things to other to others. What's wrong with that aggrieved party having, you know, a lot of resentment? Um, isn't that just sort of a natural emotion to have and they've been victimized and they should be upset? <clears throat> yes. Sorry. Yeah, it's a good they question. should have resentment towards yeah. those who may not, maybe have not have addressed that issue, right. addressed the wrongs they've done uh acknowledged it even you know so first what, what's so wrong with resentment why why walking around with resentment why is that such a problem for us yeah i think well one it's a negative emotion okay okay and it there's no outcome there there's no go for it kind of idea if you want to walk around holding on to resentment see what that does for you is that helping you is that, is mm-hmm. that what is that doing for you and for most people most of the time it's quite destructive right mm-hmm. It's very destructive. So if I'm walking around resentful at capitalism, which I certainly was, mm-hmm. then I would perceive any success or anybody who would display the benefits of capitalism, wealth or something like that, a nice car, then I might want to do damage to that car or to that person. Or maybe not, right? Or I might, I was so filled with rage that I had fantasies of sort of like suicidal fantasies of mm. like, attacking what I thought the problem was one of the problems, which was capitalism. Right. Uh, If I'm walking around resentful at my parents for something Mm -hmm. that again, is not going to do anything. It's not going to lead to any effective outcome or solution. Not only that, it's going to poison my own psyche and soul and spirit because I'm going to be walking around in tension and negative emotion ruminating on things and then any solution that comes from that place or even action is i think it's fair to say bad (laughs) right is not good so the resentful person is just ready to explode easily triggered yes and the explosion is never is almost never or maybe never 100 percent of the time a productive 
thing for that person in terms of helping them move forward? Yes, I would say probably never. never. And this is where we can distinguish it from anger. So yeah. the effective expression of anger can be effective. Like healthy, like yeah, mentally healthy. Yeah, 100%. That person is abusing me or this thing is not right. I need to get angry to say something and stand up for myself. And so anger is okay. Resentment is not because anger is a sort of like a one-shot momentary I think, reaction kind yes, of thing yes. where you're putting your foot in the ground. You're saying, here's my line. It's been crossed too many times. Yes. But wouldn't being resentful make you more likely to have these angry explosions? Yes, perhaps it could. Which is why letting it go or learning how to process it is so helpful. Right. You don't want to be angry all the time. So is anger more of a, when anger, just to take a a, a tiny tangent, maybe this helps us. So anger coming from resentment is no good or sorry, is not mentally healthy, right? So angry explosions coming from resentment. Right. But when would anger be an okay, emo- like more of yeah, a, like an acceptable, sure, sure. productive yeah. emotion for us? When, when I think when it's protective, right? So okay. like someone's heart physically harming yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Or, or someone you love. Yeah. And also, you know, you, you could debate the effectiveness of activism, but sometimes it's important that people get angry to yep. be, be, you know, to advocate for, for people that are being abused or yep. that are being mistreated. Okay. I do think history continues to show us that in the grand scheme of things, anger is not the best form of activism, right? Right. If we look at people like Martin Luther King Jr. or Nelson Mandela or whoever, uh, their form of activism was not rooted in anger. Right. It was rooted in common humanity. Mm-hmm. So, so in that sense. But yeah, I think anger is good. Also, you, it's important to express anger if you are angry at somebody. Right. Because then you don't harbor resentment. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Like the feeling, the, that energy has to go somewhere. Yes. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So if you bury your anger with someone or something that's causing harm to you or something else that you care yeah. about, yeah. that's more likely to get you into a place of resentment. Yes. Resentment could be the product of buried, yes. suppressed, yes. emotionally suppressed anger. Yes. And okay. There's two interesting things that come up for people when doing this work. One is you realize so much of your anger or resentment is because you didn't take responsibility for addressing something you didn't like. In it's sort of like pretty early on in the... In a situation. In a, so just like right. you said, if I'm angry with my wife and I don't say that and tell her that, that turns it's into the, resentment. And then I just turn into an ass, right? Right. And, you become passive right. aggressive. And I blame and her... For my problems. So right. in my own head, I'm stewing. She's this, she's that. It's her fault, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I never take responsibility for it. And then I act like a jerk. Right. And whatever. Because you're full of res- yeah. you got some resentment there. The other piece. Yeah. And the other, it, it always comes back to personal responsibility, right? So mm-hmm. if it's, I'm resentful at capitalism, mm-hmm. then I'm in some sense blaming capitalism for my own inadequacies. Mm-hmm. It's not. The, it's not the fact that I'm a drug addict and I don't want to work hard and I blame right. everyone for my problems <laughs> right. and I spend all my money on drugs. That's not why my life sucks. My life sucks because, because capitalism is greedy and right. doesn't allow me the opportunities to be paid well for doing nothing. Okay, so that point that point you just made yeah. um, is a good segue into that second question of when might resentment be. justified right so if i grew up in a refugee camp so you're right those who are 
in some sense, you're saying those who live in these free societies, flaws and all, shouldn't be living in resentment at sort of the, the structures that surround us because they have the freedom to navigate them, to maybe escape them to some extent, to not have them dominate their lives. Well, but what about those who don't have the kind of freedom that are that are that are born in a country, say like North Korea? Um, that's that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Where your choices are very limited, and yes. you don't have the freedom to escape. <laughs> what, well, what, yeah. yeah, I think the answer is always inadequate. So the answer to that is always inadequate in a sense of it's important. We talk, we've talked about this in other episodes. We want to align ourselves with ideals. So the ideals are always personal responsibility, forgiveness, acceptance, letting go in some sense, just full surrender to actually what's actually happening. Right. As, as even, sorry, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but even when everything around you is horrible. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And again, think of like Nelson Mandela, 25 years in prison or whatever. Right. Uh, and again, I, I'm not saying I could ever do that. Right. And it would be ignorant of me to assume I could. You're just saying it's the right approach. Yes. Right. And I think born through history, cross-culturally, in terms of the wisdom traditions, et cetera, mm -hmm. that seems to be the way that's been passed down for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Then, because if you accept that in some sense, then whatever action you do take it just comes from a place of sort of wisdom and insight and balance, then you're more effective in whatever it is you choose to do. Which might entail challenging the very structures around yes, you and yes. powers that are negatively affecting yeah, your life. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As opposed to lashing out right. in anger or resentment. And that may probably just makes things worse. Certainly makes things worse. Yeah, you, yeah, right. yeah. Right? It may, may bring some momentary relief or something like that. But ultimately, it's not a good long-term strategy. And again, that's a very unique situation, right? It's so hard for people to... It's fine to think about that. But to actually imagine what that's like for people is just so nearly impossible if you're not in it. Um, but I, again, it goes back to the ideal, right? That we want to know what the ideal is so right. that we can try to live in alignment with it. Right. And maybe this is also a bit of sidetrack, but part of what's happening in the world right now is since World War II, per se, something like that, the world order has been sort of principled around this universal ethic, mm -hmm. universal rights, mm -hmm. right? Morals, all that kind of stuff. And that's being challenged like crazy all over the place right yeah. now, right? There is no universal truth. There is no universal way of being, moral relativism, all these kind of things. And, you know, I think that's destructive and unhelpful and creating chaos and we have to have some sort of, I think reality speaks best, right? So reality has shown us that for all its flaws, sort of the, the liberal world order since World War II has actually created the biggest boon in uh, money, security, mm -hmm. uh, less hunger and starvation. Like life, uh, history is just a bloodbath. Right. And so anyway, I know we're getting sidetracked away from resentment, but uh, personally speaking, I was so filled with rage towards the liberal world order, mm -hmm. particularly around 9-11 and those kind of things. And I was just ignorant, obviously, and sort of right. incapable in of taking responsibility for my own life. Right. It's so easy to just blame the world instead of looking at your own inadequacies. Right. 
Okay, so it's a bit of a tangent. But. Um, okay, so I, I'd like to ask you. Let me just do a, a quick recap. So yeah. resentment is. So what is resentment? Resentment is a long-standing negative emotion towards someone that you continuously play out um, emotion and thought pattern. And thought, right? Yeah. Emotions and thoughts are different. Okay, so it's more not just angry in a moment. It's it's upset and angry and whatever other emotions and thoughts we characterize it as, but over over a long period of time. Yes. That you're walking around with it for weeks, months, years. Resentment is bad. Why is so? That's what is resentment. Um, resentment is why is resentment bad? Because it makes us. It's an it's a very negative emotion. Yep. So not all emotions that are negative are bad. Correct. Fear can be very productive, but this one is particularly toxic because it lingers. And you're saying that it makes us likely to have these outbursts, to make us passive aggressive, to destroy relationships, to just be easily triggered and always on edge. Yes. And um, the third question we've talked about so far is, is it ever justified to be mm. resentful? Right. Um, and you're saying, <clears throat> yes, it's, it's, it's justified to be upset with people who've wronged you, but it's not right to hold on to that for too long. Yes. And to take responsibility for what you can control and to carve out that sort of emotional space where you can let go of anger and frustration with others and really sort of own your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own daily habits and practices to the best of your ability and to forgive and let go in a healthy way. Yes. And just to reiterate, that was a yep. good summary. Mm. These aren't my ideas, right? And we're just yeah, we're, we're just trying to regurgitate the ideas that again have been around cross traditionally or whatever globally for thousands of years. And I think social media is a bit to blame for this, but we just we're in this sort of great forgetting of right which is perhaps why sort of there's a rise of stoicism like we've just forgotten these fundamental truths and mm -hmm. realities that have been passed down to us and it's important now to i don't know well it's always important but here we are Especially talking about now. it yeah um so the next question i want to ask you is when resentful what do you what should we do yeah good okay so well, in that case, let's read this. I'm going to get you to read it because you have okay. a, a better voice here. So read this uh, out loud. Okay. Yeah. Um, putting out of our minds the wrongs others had done, we, re we resolutely looked for our own mistakes. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? Though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? The inventory was ours, not the other person's. When we saw our faults, we listed them. Yeah. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly, and we're willing to set these matters straight. Okay. So this, this reflects a little bit on some of the things you said, right? So though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely, right? right. Where were we to blame? This is about we us. We just take on... Right. We take, we take full responsibility. Correct. Correct. And this goes back to the opposite of resentment as Douglas Murray says often is gratitude, but it's not gratitude. It's responsibility. It's res per taking, right. Okay. So what's a, what's an example of that? Something, yeah. well, someone, someone, someone hits me, right someone rear ends me. No, how about, how, so okay. let's read. Okay. So, so in okay. the practice, okay, it would be, I'm resentful at. Yeah. List all people, places, things, institutions, ideas, or principles with whom you are angry, resent, feel hurt or threatened by. It is crucial that you include every single resentment you can drum up, regardless of how petty you think it might be. Hmm. So as I mentioned, I think I mentioned this 
on the video. I can't remember. My sponsor was like, what is this garbage kind of idea when I gave him my list at first. Why so, did he say that? It was too long? No, it was too short. Oh, like you only had 30 things you're resentful yeah. towards? You should have more? 30 yeah, is a yeah. lot. Well, again, I think just for the audience, because most people here aren't in re addiction recovery, um, for us folk, okay, our resentments are fucking deeper because that's one of the that's one of the symptoms of addiction or alcoholism is resentment it's sort of one of the it's like an illness it's part of the illness we never take responsibility we blame everyone else for our problems so you're just like so when when you, so in addiction the, the the addict is just acquiring things to resent yes, constantly yes, just yes, this yes, there's this yes, there's yes, this yes 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 so it's not just like one large no everything it's everything everything you, becomes over a resentment. Time, everything yeah. I, I resent everything yeah and and just to make this applicable to the normal folk again Br Brene brown for whatever you know if you like her or not doesn't really matter she talks a lot about blame mm. you could maybe maybe blames a little analogous to resentment but yeah. And she talks a lot about how, you know, when you blame other people for things, it's just so ineffective. It's corrosive to relationships. It's corrosive to everything. And, and so anyhow, so for the people that aren't in addiction recovery, if you actually, well, if you are curious about freeing yourself from things that you're holding on to, uh, or you want some sort of more, I don't know, psychologically effective skills for navigating difficult things. Mm -hmm. This type of practice is tremendously effective. And I've used it with a lot of clients who are not addicts at all. And they find it tremendously helpful. Okay. Sorry. Walk me through that yeah. practice a bit. What so is, let's what do, do that. So I just read this little thing here. Okay. So let's say, let's say, uh, you know, one of my old ones was okay. I'm resentful at capitalism because okay. it's unfair greedy and uh self-serving okay okay it actually would be more helpful to say i'm resentful at capitalism okay oh yeah why yeah so what happened be specific as to why you were resentful because so, it makes people mean well here's this like i went to university got a degree and can't get a job yeah and can't get a good paying job that i think i deserve okay so you blame the economic system yes for the fact that i you're struggling to find yeah. work okay and why that or, or i guess like where you can separate an analysis of reality yeah. from resentment is I, yes I, I know because someone sorry yeah go, for go it. ahead no 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 because someone might say okay i got a degree um, and I got the, let's say just, I got a degree, I got this job, but my, but everything is about in my, in the, in my organization where I work or the company, everything's about profit. They don't, they don't give a shit about my mental health. They don't care about the injury I just sustained. They don't care about giving me time to, to be a dad or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, this is just because they all care about profit. They only care about productivity and efficiency. They don't care about me as an individual. And this is just a, you know, this is just a function of, our capitalist economic culture that prioritizes material wealth over any other form of well-being. Yeah. That would be a legit critique. It could be. Yeah, for sure. So how, so how do you separate out like meaningful critical engagement with the problems that yes. exist in yes. our society Yeah, versus. Yeah. It's a great question. Just like sitting in that stew. Of yeah. 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 Okay. So one, it goes back a little bit to this, 
thing we were talking about before for people in tremendously difficult circumstance. It's, well, this is reality. Right. I think there's such an aversion to just accepting reality for how it is. Yeah. This is the system that we live in. And there's always that sort of, sometimes it's used, I think, what's the word sort of like, uh, without integrity where it's like, well, go fucking live in China. Yeah. Seriously, go live in Russia. Go live right. in Venezuela. If you don't like this, go somewhere else. Right. Like there, I do think that that actually matters. Right. We need to accept that reality. Right. Right. And it's not a cheesy, like screw off comment. It actually really does matter. But then, yeah. Then what ahead. do you say to the Russian, Chinese, yeah. Venezuelan individual who lives in those systems that are not as sort of freedom providing yeah. as ours? Uh, Can they be resentful and sure, hundred percent? Which is to why it is even more important that they're not. Well, we're talking about me in Western society okay. resentful to capitalism, right? Because okay, right, right, right. and. You just look at the numbers, like nobody is flocking to China, okay? Right. Nobody's flocking to Venezuela or Russia. Right. They're all coming here. Right. Okay? Because our societies are better. So, and I don't, like, I, I think we actually need to acknowledge that. We're so scared to acknowledge that because we think we're being, uh, I don't know, rude or like judgmental. To, it's, there's right. nothing about judging other people on their moral compass. So, but, so yeah. Mike, if I so if I so if I came to you and we did this exercise, let's so say you're yeah. the therapist, I'm the I'm the client yeah. or the patient. Um, we did the resentful exercise, and I'm like, I fucking hate capitalism. It's, it's screwing me over. It's screwing over everyone. It's destroying the world. Yeah, fuck this. Um, and you're like, okay, let's. What's the cause? Well, I think it makes people greedy and selfish yeah. and mean, and yeah. no one cares about emotional well being. Yeah, let's do it. And then you would. How would I? How would you? So you would say. No, well, I would. I would. What would you then do with? That yeah. you would say, no, you're wrong about capitalism. It's actually better than you think. And well, you yeah, yeah. Accept it. So, or? so no, it's a good question. So I think if I'm your therapist, yeah, my approach to this is far different than if you are an alcoholic that I'm sponsoring in AA. Okay. So if, so mm, interesting. Okay. But, but this, the process and I would just be, I'm just, I don't beat around the bush. Right. Like if yeah, it's, of course. or, or not, I just, should you. yeah. Or like I just the therapeutic approach and it depends on the person obviously right. right and their personality and what they're struggling with and how right. open they are to certain things and where so there's nuance obviously but let's go through it okay so okay. so you're resentful at capitalism because of all these things mm -hmm. okay so when you think about this resentment so the the first question always is like is this helping you right? the resentment how, yeah helping, how right. is this helping you no, no it, it gives you a little dose of moral so, yeah, it's like yeah. you feel morally superior for a moment, and, and then, then you're back to your misery. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So does does this resentment affect your self esteem? Um, okay. So I'm just playing. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm role playing yeah, here. Yeah. So let's say self esteem. Oops. Sometimes I feel like, wow, I'm this awesome moral person. Yeah. But then, like, look how enlightened I am. I can right. see through the bullshit. Right. Sorry for swearing. Let's not swear so much. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but then I also remind myself. As I said in the cause, I don't have a I don't have a job. I'm you know oppressed. I have, no one respects me. Yeah. So no, I guess it's not good for my self esteem. I feel like I'm just a very good. not a. So no, I guess in I have momentary thing. You know. Yeah. Okay. So it hurts or threatens your. I self should say this is not actually describing how I feel. I'm just yeah, yeah. I was just sort of playing out what I yeah. how I might think about yeah. this. Okay. Okay. Pride. 
so I, similar to the self self esteem, it might make me very proud to be critical and uh-huh. and thoughtful about our own societies and, and like I said, seeing through propaganda. Um, but then I wouldn't have a lot of pride in my own life and my own accomplishments because I haven't done anything, kind of thing. Yeah, right. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And and if you think you're such a good person, but the world is proving that to be not true. Yeah, I'm not a good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe no, something no, like that, right? Emotional security. Um, what does this one refer to? I think this might be, usually this is more in terms of relational. So if I'm resentful at my spouse because she does blank, because she doesn't rub my back enough, like then it gets in the way. So yeah, so that might be like, oh, she doesn't love me or whatever. So that might be an impact on my emotional security. Mm. So the nice thing about these categories is that when you go through enough resentments, you start to see a pattern, right? Right. Because so, yeah. So maybe would you say if you were if you were this avatar of this oh, person, yeah. would you your emotional security be impacted? Do you think? Oh, big time. And and I can see a relate a relationship between emotional security, personal relations, and and that and I guess sex relations. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm so emotionally insecure i'm constantly needing validation and for people to agree with me and and to be hugged and to be loved and to be affirmed and and yeah i wouldn't have good personal i wouldn't be able to sustain a relationship where someone disagreed with me or right i might be you know if i was maybe this person was single they would have a lot of time connecting because they were thinking out of you know I don't know, out of moral righteousness or which is a mask for in some insecurity. Yep. That's okay. So that's how that would play out. Yeah. Okay. And and okay. let's say, you know, I think it's fair to say if you're resentful at this because you can't get a job, it's threatening, you know, yep. capitalism is threatening your finances and your ambitions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're going to have to pause for today. Yeah. Because, but we'll, we'll come back and do. Part, part two, two okay. for sure. But you can sort of start to see a pattern emerging here. So the strategy, the core of this strategy for the, I guess this would be like the analytical patient, right? Or the analytical client, maybe not the no, addict. No, both. oh, anybody. Anyone. Okay. Yeah. So you, so right now you've identified for, for, I guess, for this avatar. Yeah. This, what the resentment is being targeted yeah. what the cause yeah. of it is yeah. sorry the, not the cause but the, the object the object yeah the reason yeah for that resentment yeah and the negative emotional effects of being so resentful at that object. correct correct and then the next thing would be in our next session if i come back to you it'd yeah. be like all right let's yeah let's some go- practical skills to to soften the resentment well just here look there's lots the more next? there's lots more oh wow yeah okay so we've We're just scratched the surface here yeah okay but I leave the session saying, okay, yeah, that's interesting. This might not be a good thing for me. I may still not like capitalism intellectually. Yes. But I know holding on to such negative emotions towards it I think is not is not is not a good thing for my own just like daily existence. Yeah. I think I can still not be a capitalist, right? You can still be do both. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. You can okay. still not like capitalism, but at least you're regaining some agency and power yes. over your life. And right. your emotions. Okay. So you're you're not convincing someone, oh, you gotta be a capitalist. No. It's more no, like no. let's take some of the emotional edge off. Be intellectual about your engaging with society, but be smart about the well, emotional engagement so, with it. So here, which yeah. Is, which is maybe yeah. different. We'll just look quickly at the first one. Yeah. Okay. So what is my shortcoming? What here? is my shortcoming? Okay. Some some people would use different language here, shortcoming. Okay. okay. 
what is my character defect is the more common one. Okay. What is my character? Okay. Just, okay. Dishonest, number one. Okay. We're seeing some other people's there. So dishonest. Okay. Yeah. Boom. So part of this is about smashing this sort of illusion of I'm like, I'm going to blame everyone else for my problems, or I'm going to not take responsibility for my situation. It's right. sort of like, and again, for, for people in addiction recovery, that's primary objective number one, right? Is smashing the denial and the dishonesty, but. Right. So you can sort of see how this unfolds. And then, okay. yeah, I think the main piece here is just to help people put up a mirror to themselves and feel better. Right. The, the, the paradox is like the more you acknowledge your shit and darkness, yeah. the better you feel. I know. It's actually amazing. It is amazing. It's not the, when we're so scared of it. So I guess maybe the last comment, yeah. I know we have to, we have to wrap yeah. up. Um, you initially, you said maybe this is in the weeds of AA, like this is like step four or something. Yes. This also sounds like step one, which is like, like acknowledge there's a problem. So how, how do you like, isn't this, isn't this step one? Isn't the, isn't, no. Isn't, yeah. Or no, is step one, just admit you have an addiction. Yeah. That's a good question. Okay. Yeah. Step one is admit you have a problem with a substance. Right. Okay. Then one well, pat, we go through all this. Then you start to learn okay. again, the substance wasn't the problem. It was the solution. The problem was me and my resentments and my emotional dysfunction. Right. And my inability to take responsibility for my behavior. Mm. Okay. And my emotions. This is another opportunity. Just to, we just learn to take responsibility for our emotions. It's amazing how empowering that is. It's incredibly empowering. And I just don't. Even when one's life isn't that good, it's still a yeah, very. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's a, that's a drug someone should be addicted to. I agree. We promote addiction to. Responsibility? Yes. <laughs> no, because I just. Like to no me, well, it's just like that's too narrow, right? So it would be more like the discipline of being responsible mm -hmm. and then discerning where I think some of the ultra hardcore people like Jocko Willink, and again, I, I'm assuming things about him that might not be true, is like the sort of radical responsibility piece doesn't mean, and again, I'm not putting words into his mouth, but you hear this from mm -hmm. people in their interpretation of his stuff. It doesn't mean you don't point out the faults of other people. So if, if I'm more sorry, reckon, reckon, maybe not. Yeah. So the example would be okay. like, yeah, yeah. if I'm in an, an abusive marriage, it's, it's yeah, you're being wrong. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, you should flag it. Yes. Exactly. Right. Don't so just, oh, it's my yeah, fault. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But so it is your responsibility to get out of that to abusive situation. It, to it, right. But that doesn't mean you just keep stuffing it, not point out the problem. Right. Right. I think people get caught up in that. I've seen clients get caught up in that. Right. Sometimes. So personal responsibility can be easily misunderstood. Yes. To say, oh, I'm being treated negatively because it's my fault. Correct. I'm inadequate. Correct. I'm Correct. a loser. Yeah. I'm yeah. 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 X, you know, X, Y, and Z. Or yeah. Okay. Could be I'm resentful at the University of Toronto. Yeah. Or TMU or York University or whatever school you go to. You could be like, this school has not helped me and it's holding me back and I've wasted yeah. all this money and time. Most people use their resentment as a justification for their misery and they externalize the responsibility. Again, it just goes back to that simple question of, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? So, hello, everybody. We're hello, back. Hello, everyone. Right? Back for Mike, you, you miraculously have a new shirt on. I know. Look at my, and I think my beard is different length. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing the same shirt. <laughs> David is like Mark Zuckerberg. What, he why? wears the same, wear the same clothes. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to get there, too. I have about 10 white t-shirts. and Okay, so... 
we're we're continuing our discussion around resentments. So we defined what resentment is. Mm -hmm. Where were we in the template? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Good. Point. So you put this so together. Yeah. We read through here, right? Putting okay. out of our minds the wrongs others had done. We resolutely looked for our own mistakes, and we chose a broad term because this is very common in young okay. in young people today, in particular. Okay. I'm resentful at capitalism, right? So list all people, places, things, institutions, ideas, or principles with whom you are angry, resent, feel hurt, or threatened by. Okay. Then we okay, just, okay. right. then we decided, oh, it's unfair and greedy and self-serving. I went to university, got a degree, can't get a good paying job that I think I deserve. Right. That's a good one, right? I think that's yeah, pretty no, common. It's fair. It, yeah. Oh, totally. Okay. And so then we went through the list of like, what part of ourself is hurt or threatened by this resentment? Right. So what we're trying to learn is... It's not per se bad that we feel hurt or threatened. Yeah. It's what we do with the resentment and with the emotional impact on us that matters. Right. And most people tend to, well, when this goes bad, right, or when we get stuck in resentment, yeah. most people use their resentment as a justification for their misery and they externalize the responsibility, right? So because capitalism is impacting my security, my emotional security, my pride, my self-esteem, my ambitions, my relationships. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. I can't control it. It's something bigger than me. Okay. Therefore, why would I work harder to get a better job? Right. Or why would I humble myself and go work part-time or go work for minimum wage or whatever? Right. Why would I go mow lawns or why would I go pick up, you know, here's a, an example uh, was, Outside the office here today, mm -hmm. there was a huge pile of shit. Like do dog like, poop. It looked like dog. It, it could have been human poo, but it was almost like oh, too no. big to be human poo. Like okay. it was a oh. fucking giant pile of shit. Oh, wow. And in my head, the, my initial reaction was like, what the fuck? Like what asshole yeah. either let their dog shit here or actually shat here? Yeah. And furthermore, like why are the people who've come to work earlier than me not done anything about it like it was literally right. in front of the stairs going right. like so any client could step in it and come in and whatever or yeah. whoever yeah and of course in my mind uh as i've been practicing my spiritual fitness lately the discussion goes oh i could sit here and be resentful at the person who let themselves let their dog shit here and not clean it up or i can be resentful to the people in this office for not cleaning it up or I could take responsibility and just pick it up. Right. And that's what I did. Right. Oh, I got a garbage yeah, I got a garbage bag. I got some clean like some paper towels and some up. leaves and I just went outside and I fuck it was gross and like I don't it's disgusting. Yeah, of course. And I just went and I picked it up and I threw it in the garbage. So that is me on a good day and a good moment of acknowledging my initial reaction of resentment and avoidance of responsibility. I processed that, I let it go, and then I picked it up. So it's a bit of a side note, but I think it's yeah, a good no, example of this. So feeling resentful is or annoyed with other people's inaction, is it often a natural feeling? Yes. The question we always, then we're, you're at a crossroads, you're like, all right, well, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to go down resentment road or am I going to go down responsibility, responsibility. road? Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and you, so in this situation, you took the responsibility. You're like, all right, I'm just going to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, take some responsibility for, for a mess that you have no idea who created. Yeah. It, it could have been exactly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and picking up shit is mm -hmm. at the bottom of the realm of what we deem prestigious yeah. behavior. Right. It's like, yeah. 
we need to be able to humble ourselves and just do the right thing. And I'm right. not always perfect, of course. Like, I'm not trying to suggest that I'm this perfect uh, example of that. But in that moment, I, I did, a, did good a good job. job. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. And so then... So the question yeah, that we're going to yeah, be engaging yeah. with right now is how do you... We've identified the cause of our resentment, which yeah. could be different for different people. Yeah. You've identified or we've identified the things that are threatened or hurt, like yeah. maybe more of the micro emotions that come from that cause. So in this case, yeah. you know, self-esteem, pride, et cetera, all those yeah. on the list that you can see. And now the big question is, okay, what do we, what do we do with it? We're, we're at that crossroads. Yeah. How do we take, yeah. how do we avoid this sort of the cycle of resentment mm -hmm. and instead mm -hmm. start to take action to make us feel more, more yeah. empowered? Excellent. Yeah. In our life. Okay. Okay. So we, in some sense, we put the mirror up to ourselves, right? So all the, yeah great psychological spiritual traditions are very adamant about this is not about the world this is about you and we need to learn to put up the mirror in front of our face and see what is it about us that's contributing to this problem right or this resentment or this life circumstance that we find unacceptable right and maybe just a little insight on that is part of what happens is that as we develop as young children and adolescents is that we to survive and to develop a somewhat healthy uh, cohesive ego state mm -hmm. we have to suppress all the negative things about ourselves not all mm -hmm. of them but we need to mm -hmm. we sort of need to pretend they're not there so that we can develop a healthy sense of self at least that's how i understand sort of that theory um which i think makes sense and so then the the trick is that as adults we need to learn to then be able to see that we're not perfect or we are flawed and we have flaws and that that's okay, right? That's what makes us a human being. So that's what this part is for. And that's also what um, a lot of people mm. have a hard time with and they never mature out of, okay? Is that like, it's always someone else's fault, right? Or it's always, I can always blame somebody else for this situation. Right. Okay, so if we were this, this uh, avatar, Okay, so we're we're resentful at capitalism because it's unfair, greedy, self-serving. Yeah, uh, I, I played by the rules. I got a you know I got a degree. I did all the things I was told to do, it's... but my life isn't you know I don't have a good paying job. So when you stew in that resentment, which of these shortcomings is true? Resentful at capitalism, it's yeah. hurting my life. Um, it's making me, it's attacking my self-esteem, my emotional security, my relationships. Because of this resentment, I'm now starting to lie. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, I'm becoming selfish and self-obsessed and people owe me things yeah. and everything should be about me. Yes. I'm actually, worried. Yeah. Frightened. Yeah. Like fear. Frightened. Jealousy, actually, I added I'm jealous of the success yeah. of others. And that's then not, I'm... That's not a standard AA one, actually. I added that myself. But anyway, okay. yeah. And then I'm inconsiderate, like I'm, I'm, I'm less sensitive to the feelings of others. I'm less able to help other people because I'm so upset and so yeah. selfish and yeah. dishonest. And, yeah. and or, or it could be something like in this context, it's not maybe uh, totally applicable, but it's yeah. like, I don't acknowledge the efforts of others or I don't acknowledge mm. the fact that there is a set of rules and things, however unfair they are but I don't consider that applicable to me. So it can be inconsiderate as let's just get a lack of perspective. And mm -hmm. it can also be inconsiderate of, you know, if I'm uh, resentful, say this, say it's like, I'm resentful to the hiring manager who didn't hire me yes. because they're a reflection of capitalism through the system. Yeah. Personified. It's I'm not being considerate of the fact that 
this person has a job to do, or I'm not a good candidate, right? Like, no wonder they didn't choose me because I showed up entitled and self-righteous right. and whatever. So that's a, a potential application of the inconsiderateness towards another person. Right. But let's go back. Okay. So dishonest. So yeah. if you're blaming yeah. your situation on capitalism, mm -hmm. chances are you're being dishonest or you're lying to yourself about, about what, many things. Right. What you have, what you've done and haven't done. Yes. Yes. Right. So it so doesn't an example. Yeah. So it doesn't mean again, that capitalism has its faults and there's all that kind of stuff. It just means that you are not acknowledging the full picture. So for example, I, I had all kinds of resentments towards that capitalism mm -hmm. when I did this my first time. Mm -hmm. So my dishonesty was I was a drug addict, first of all. Okay. Uh, or I, so that's one part. And as a result of being a drug addict, all my attention was focused on staying and getting high all the time. Mm -hmm. Therefore the qualities that I would need to exhibit to be hired, to be employable, to be quote unquote successful in the world, were not there. Who, who am I to think that I deserve something when I'm acting like this way? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one form of dishonesty, lying to myself, right? About the reality of my situation. Right. So I did go to university. I did check all those boxes, but I, my degree was in political science. So there's another maybe form of dishonesty. It's like, well, right. I chose to study political science and nobody hires people with poli sci degrees or, 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 or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> professor of political science over here. So, so yeah, so that, I think that's a form of dishonesty. I'm lying to myself about the variables or factors mm. contributing to the fact that I don't have a good paying job that I think I deserve. Right. So was, is the dishonest bit, you, you lied to yourself about your own behaviors, yes. all the things yes. that were actually getting in the way of you getting a job. Like maybe you weren't on top of job postings. Yep. Maybe yep. in the jobs yep. you applied for, you were lazier than you should have been in terms of putting the right, like, you know, address on, yes, your, on your yes, cover yes, letter. Yes, yes, yes. Um, or maybe had grammatical spelling yeah. mistakes and like, yeah. So yeah. you're like, oh, that's not, you know, you wouldn't reflect on those. You wouldn't identify, right, right. not you, but our, yep. you know, our, our character, our yeah. avatar. Um, yeah. So that's a version of dishonor. Not taking, not being aware of the mistakes we're making that get in the way of us being successful or getting the job we want or the yeah. job offer, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, a little example of another for me was as a, as a kid mm -hmm. I, on my, I remember on my resentment inventory, I wrote something like the guy who owned the corner store near my school. I was resentful at him because he accused me of stealing one day. And oh, out, yeah, okay. of the 20 days that I actually did steal shit, Human that day I didn't steal something. Uh, okay. So that's a form of dishonesty, right? Like who the fuck is this guy to accuse me of stealing today, but really, you know, he just tried to catch me one day and chose the wrong day. Right. Right. So that's total dishonesty on my part, right? Right. You okay. knew he was right. Yeah. But at that moment, yeah. he was wrong. But overall, yeah. he was right. Right. Maybe. And okay, so then yeah. I use that as a justification for like, how dare this person? Yeah. Like, the yeah. world's against you. This guy's yeah. against you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just so sickening. But it, that's what happens to people. A couple of ways that's defined. Selfish can be sort of self-obsessed, ruminating. Like mm -hmm. I'm only, I'm always thinking about myself. Always this about me. It's about me. It's about me. It's about me. So that's in the in the thought pattern form of thoughts. Another way selfish is like, um, I have 10 chocolates and you asked me for one 
and I say, fuck no. Right. Right. So I'm hoarding almost like I'm keeping things for myself. Right. Um, and in terms of a, this is, you know, for addiction and alcoholism, often addicts and alcoholics will, hoard. will hoard, hoard their the resources. Yeah. 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 Right. Not always. Okay. But that's possible. So is this person, again, we're using the context of the, the capitalism. This person is obsessing over themselves and perhaps not thinking about all the things that capitalism does do for people or can't see beyond their own self-centeredness. It's just like, this is all about me. Right. I can't get a job. Poor me, poor me, poor me. Capitalism's out to get me. Right. The world's against me. I'm a victim, basically. Right. As opposed to thinking in terms of how can I... Like, one way you can address the ills of capitalism is by taking steps to help others who are negatively affected by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you start working with homeless people? How do you start working with mar different marginalized communities? Those sure. who don't have the educational skills to compete for the jobs that they want for reasons that are not necessarily fault of their own poverty due to poverty or broken homes. Yep. Um, so is that like selfishness yeah, gets in the way of yeah. you actually yeah. addressing some of the problem, maybe the legit legitimate problems that you've identified in our economic system? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another on the flip side of that might be, I often think about this. I'm so fascinated by the psychology of people that ex are exorbitantly wealthy, right? It's mm -hmm. due to the fruits of capitalism, you're exorbitantly wealthy. Like, why don't we put some of that money to use to help people? Yep. Right. So there's another side of it there too. Like, yep. and, and in fairness, many wealthy people do give away tons of cash. Mm -hmm. So whatever the incentives are for that doesn't matter. Like, again, it's like, at least you can acknowledge that they do that. Um, so yeah, this person again is just thinking about me, 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 me. And I think in the self-seeking context, it's similar, like rather than again, going to the bottom of the totem pole, self-seeking is sort of this idea of trying to like skip to the front of the line in a grocery store or not letting somebody walk in front of you in the line who has two items. Mm -hmm. You have 20 because you're looking out for your own interests. Oh, I got to go. Like my time's more valuable. Right. That kind of just idea. being totally unaware of other people's struggles. Yeah. Around you. Or, okay. or only another example might be maybe you, you show up to a job interview and you, to use this context, right? Uh, and you discover that the interview office has like moved. Or there's a notice up that says, you know, your interview was supposed to be on third floor in room four, but it's actually moved to the sixth floor in room six or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you see someone else searching for the room of the interview, right? You see another candidate show up and you think, oh, I could help this person. Mm -hmm. They're confused. Or I could purposely avoid helping them so that I have a greater chance to get the job. Okay. So how would you distinguish, why isn't selfishness the same as self-seeking? Yeah, I think the general, I mean, I do think it's very similar. The general gist is selfish is self-absorbed thoughts oh, wait, okay. and hoarding things, okay. objects. Okay. Like, I'm not going to give you a beer. I don't have any beer left. Go, you know, go away. Right. Or I don't have any drugs left. Go away. Self-seeking is the drug dealer only has half ounce, you know, half an ounce left. I'm going to buy it all. 
right. uh, so that you can't have any. Or, right. or I'm not going to give you the drug dealer's phone number because my needs are better than, or, or I'm not going to tell you where the employment office is. When you, when you, like when you were struggling with addiction, did you feel some of these thoughts? For sure. I think it was, the thoughts were more around uh, maintaining my supply to consumption. So, and I, I, I think that's just the easiest, most clear example to give. Yeah. It would be depending on who the person was, if I knew they would reciprocate, mm -hmm. but it was sort of, no, I don't have any left or I only have a tiny bit left. Can you give me some of yours? Cause I don't want to run out. Right. Right. Those kind of things. Um, that would probably be how it would unfold. Did right? you feel like it played out in your, just in your sort of other, other relate, like you'd be yeah. selfish towards. Yeah, a, a friend, I think so. Friend, like I think or so. Random people, you know, like the, the example in the cat, you know, the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. I just maybe unaware. You weren't even thinking you weren't doing anything wrong. It's just like less awareness. Yeah. Probably less awareness and more dishonesty. Right. Yeah. Deluding myself into thinking that my behavior was justifiable. Right. Because I mattered or whatever we right. come up with all kinds of rationalizations right right um okay and and really the the point of this i mean the details and specifics are useful mm -hmm. and can be insightful but the main point of this is to really smash into our heads that we're responsible for our shit mm -hmm. so i don't have to figure it out too thoroughly mm -hmm. it just i need to recognize that yes i'm being selfish and seeking my own needs right and I just need to drill that into my head. Right. And then take a, then address it by going to help someone else or accommodate yeah, someone yeah, else yeah, or put yeah, someone before yeah, yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or just okay. to simply just be honest with myself about my behavior. I think mm -hmm. that's a big part of the first. The beginning is just to recognize, holy moly, I am so dishonest to myself. I'm lying right. to everybody. I'm, I'm lying to myself. I'm lying to this person or I'm telling half truths. Right. Or I'm rationalizing some situation or I'm angling to get my needs met. So my should we, do we talk, do you want to talk about how, how to overcome or address yeah. or how to address, yeah, how to address these shortcomings or do we yeah. want to continue on? Well, let's, let's finish this off and then okay. we'll, so just again, so for what's the, the sake frightened? of, yeah. Okay. So, so, so addiction, sorry, not addiction, yeah. resentment can lead us to be dishonest to, to others and to ourselves. Yes. It can make us selfish and self-seeking. Yeah. How can it also make us scared? Like what, what is the resentful person scared of? Right. I think there's often a binary presented, right? Love or fear. Yeah. Which does encompass much of human endeavors. Mm. And so I think frightened here, well, they're all relevant but I think frightened is usually the most common one. So this person here is just scared. Mm -hmm. They're scared that they won't get their needs met in a capitalist society yeah. or in their society they exist in. Yeah. And without learning how to deal with that fear, it's just so much easier to blame everybody and everything around you. So why, why is, so sometimes fear is legitimate. So if I'm not, yes. if I had a, you know, a poli sci degree, um, not getting the job. <laughs> yeah that I want, I'm like, I can't pay my rents. I can't, or I'm going to let my parents down. I can't buy food. Why is that kind of fear a shortcoming in this case? Right. It, it's only a shortcoming when you don't acknowledge it and that you stew in the resentment. So if, mm. if it's 
I'm fearful I can't get a job and pay my rent. And oh, it's because of capitalism. Mm. And you externalize your responsibility onto other people in the world. Then it keeps you. It could also be a fear of facing your own inadequacies, right? Right. There's, so there's the, there's the internal fear too of, wow, I actually have to acknowledge that I'm not as capable as I've deluded myself to think I am. Right. Like I understand why people don't want to hire me. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, okay. Or so yeah. Frightened, yeah. Being frightened yeah. and being dishonest are often related. For sure. Like it takes a lot of confidence to be honest with ones or to be direct with their. Sh- it could be confidence or humility or it's yeah. a combination, I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. So certainly this person is frightened, right? How am I going to live my life? How am I going to get my needs met? Like, what right. am I going to do? Like, this is crazy. Right. Let's, we'll take out jealousy. I inserted that for somebody else specifically the other okay. day. Okay. But so let's go back. Cause that's not actually on the AA sheet originally. So inconsiderate, sorry to jump in, but how, yeah. okay. So I thought that would fall under either selfish or self-seeking, but maybe you're seeing there's another layer. Yeah. Well, maybe in the, in the resentment towards capitalism, mm-hmm. inconsiderate, maybe it doesn't apply. So it doesn't always, always, all of them don't always have to apply. Okay. And so, yeah, why don't we, you know, we could skip that for here. Just, okay. I think that's fair. Okay. Right? We, we discussed maybe how it could apply here, but. Okay. So with yeah. that, so we have this, this resentful avatar there. They're upset with the economic system. It's getting their in the way in their mind, getting in the way of them achieving some, you know, some work, some life success. Yeah, it's 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 an attack on their relationships, on their pride, on their self esteem. Yeah, sense of self. As a result, they're becoming dishonest, self obsessed, self seeking. They're they're fearful of their future. Um, maybe they're fearful of addressing their own internal turmoils and limitations. Yep. Okay. So we've all probably been here in one way or the other to <laughs> yeah. varying degrees. What do you, how do we get out of it? How does someone get out of this situation? Yeah. So is that the next step or is there something else before? Yeah, no, I think, well, the, the process is to, so we're only going through one example. The, mm. the, the aim is to go through many examples. Mm and to see the pattern emerge that we are externalizing our shortcomings, our fears, our problems onto other people in the world. Mm -hmm. And so the first and most important part is simply to recognize that that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You are not taking responsibility for your part in situations Mm. and that's making you sick and resentful and angry and ineffective and all those kind of things because it's on the top of my mind right now um as an example i don't remember if i probably did bring it up in the first part of this but anna lemke said doing this helped her so much with her resentments to her mother because she said literally a decade of psychotherapy actually entrenched her resentments to her mother because she wouldn't see how she contributes to it she could never it was just simply let's blame mom let's blame mom let's Mm. point out all her faults and blah 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 and so Anna Lemke recognized through this process that, oh, again, whether or not her mom is ABC, she plays a part in it as well. Right. And if she can acknowledge that, it's it sort of this step or this process is such, it, it's like an unburdening. We, we, we stop burdening ourselves with all these worries and like resentments and frustrations because mm-hmm. we recognize that it's really not about what 
we're lying to ourselves that it is about. Mm -hmm. It's not about capitalism per se. It's about my inability to recognize my part in the situation. Mm -hmm. And then we regain some agency and control or some power. So it's an yeah. over-identification with a victim mentality. Basically, yeah. And, yeah. and one can be legitimately victimized. So yes. it's not, you're not saying that people are never wronged and people don't have a right to be upset at how they're treated by others or government or a corporation right. or someone doing hiring. All that stuff is real. We wrong people all the time, you know, on purpose, mm -hmm. unintentionally, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's more like when you're unable to maybe not rise above it, but work through it in a productive way where you can wake up in the morning saying, yes, I've been wronged in so many ways. And I'm part of me is upset that that's happened, but I'm not going to let that define, define my day. I'm going to allow, I, I have enough in me and enough energy in me or enough, the right attitude, the right perspective to help me wake up in the morning, get out of bed and start to be good to other people to yeah. treat myself with honesty and integrity to, try to address some of my own limitations yes um to seek the opportunities i think are going to be most beneficial to me and my my community that is that yeah 100 percent. okay yeah okay. and so really where this kind of goes to next what can i learn about self and others so, so can i just what, yeah. what did you skip over sorry yeah okay i so Unmet. okay yeah in this terms is, of this, this is, is more the introspection yeah this is okay i've added this so, yeah. sort of psychotherapeutically okay. and i yeah. Whether I'm lying or not, one day I'll do a PhD and write a book about the 12 steps and the therapeutic value of them. Right. So this is my attempt at start to, starting to build that. Okay. But it is important to, to acknowledge how, again, this is not part of AA, but another layer to this is just mm -hmm. what are my unmet needs here? And it's important to be able to acknowledge those. And then what part of... On top of taking responsibility for our resentments, we can start to address some of the other layers of mm -hmm. unmet needs. Um, what I find yeah. interesting, just from a bit of an outsider's perspective, is um, how in-depth the introspection is. Like, yeah. if you notice, like I've asked a few times, like, all right, like, okay, we've identified our problems. Yeah. Let's get on. Give me some, <laughs> so, so, some solutions. You're like, well, hold on. There's actually more probing. So, so why do we need to get into so much depth about, why can't it just be enough? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm selfish, I'm self-obsessed, and I'm not nice, and I'm inconsiderate. <laughs> like, why can't that just be enough? Yeah. And then like, all right, here are, you know, four or five things to do with it. Like, why do we need such an in-depth engagement with how we're feeling, why we're feeling that way, what's unmet? how we're treating others, how we're thinking, what our eternal narratives are, et cetera, et cetera. Like, why, yeah. do we, why do we need to stew on that for so long? Why can't you just give me some solutions already? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Mm. And I think sometimes, sometimes what you just said is enough. We, we don't need to do all this introspection all the time. And, right. and I think it's a fair observation of maybe societally right now or, or the sort of thera therapizing of everything in, in today's world in some sense or the sort of, because I have a mental health problem, I'm deserving of whatever it is. Right. Um, right. So I do think there's a bit, sometimes that can go too far, like too much introspection, too much mm. compassion, too much, or maybe empathy is a better word, mm. too much. It, sometimes it's just simply you're being a dick, you know, or you're being a whiny little shit. Get over it. 
stop being such a complainer and take some fucking responsibility for your life and get out there. And it's also um, maybe so. Okay, so right, so we we can ruminate on our problems and start to over identify with them, and they become yeah. like our identity. Like, oh, we have yeah. these things. Yeah. Um, so you're saying that there's probably a balance to be drawn. Like, you want to really understand yourself and be as honest as you can about yourself, but there's a limit. So if you feel like, you know, you're starting to just do too much probing. Yeah. So I, maybe we spoke about this in previous podcasts, but there's the idea of the partially examined life, not the fully examined yeah, life. Yeah. Like if you if you fully examine your life, you probably can't take action and you probably can't function. <laughs> yeah. um, so you want to partially examine your life, identify a few a few flaws mm-hmm. occasionally, address them, and then move forward. Yeah, I guess to be action oriented in your life, you can't be too introspective um, because that might lead to inadvertent self obsession. Yeah, and just can, constantly yeah. trying to be true to oneself without actually doing anything right 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 yes okay. and i think it can also and loving be... therapy as opposed to loving not having to go to therapy and loving helping others and being productive for yeah. others yeah right? yeah I'll, yeah i think those that is an, another component of how you might move beyond the over identification with self right, right i think a valid criticism of sort of aa can be the over identification with this idea that I'm an alcoholic because there's so many steps dedicated to just understanding one's addiction. No more. So just like people get the same way that with people identify with this victim narrative, people will sort of identify with this sense of being an alcoholic and what that means. Right. And, and an unhealthy version of that is I'm a self-centered, selfish, you know, resentful alcoholic. Therefore, if I just, beat that into my head over and over somehow I'll be progressing in my life kind of idea. It's like that becomes an identity. So the same way you identify as a victim, mm-hmm. the world's out to get me, then you people often get identified with this idea that they're an alcoholic and they're self-centered and they're selfish and they're, you know, beyond repair in some sense. Oh, so it keeps them stuck. It actually prevents them I think from... so. Yeah, like they can make great progress and they can stop drinking and they can mm-hmm. be of service to the world, but I do think spiritually speaking perhaps and often aa is referred to as spiritual kindergarten (laughs) i do think we we can uh, learn more about ourselves or we can learn more about the human condition than just simply all the things that we learn in aa like these things that we learn in aa are very tailored to helping people snap out of being addicts and alcoholics Mm -hmm. and to be of service to the world and helpful like it's about truly shedding the identity of an addict, not just right. shedding the behavior. Right. Yes, 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 yes. And that can be tricky. And sometimes that, again, that's one of the criticisms is mm-hmm. that people then start to identify with kind of all their negative shortcomings or right. defects of character. Right. And they sort of wear that as a badge. And I can see like um, they, you might not want to shed the addict identity because that now beca- that's your community. Like if I'm no longer mm-hmm, an addict mm-hmm. or if I'm no longer an alcoholic, I guess I'm not really part of AA anymore, but AA is my, are my friends. AA are the people who have helped me. So how do you, how do you, yeah, well, or, or I'm a victim like everyone else and I can be part of them. Once I stop thinking like a victim, maybe I don't connect with my friends in the same way. So these social dynamics can actually keep us stuck. Yeah. That's at least can be create an incentive to hold on to an identity that might not, or an attitude right, that actually right, might not right. be. Right. So, for us. so I think a helpful way in AA, just to keep with the analogy, is 
when you're in a meeting, you identify as an alcoholic to sort of keep cohesive group norms yeah. and keep the group functioning. But where a lot of people maybe get stuck is that when they leave the room, they carry this identity with them. Right. And they go out into the world. And again, it can be complicated and maybe being specific is more helpful. But as a general a way of it is that, yeah, sometimes people get over-identified with that and then they don't grow beyond that. Mm. Right. And so they get so focused on, I'm an alcoholic, I'm self-centered, I must do these things, I must shed that from myself. Right. But ultimately, I can never shed it because it's a lifelong thing and blah, right. blah, blah, which, which I agree with in a sense that it's a lifelong thing and that it is an illness, psychological illness, spiritual illness. Mm -hmm. Although that doesn't mean that you can't recover from that and live a healthy and full and meaningful life. But I think that comes from shedding the identity of being an alcoholic. Right. And we're getting a little bit sidetracked here, but from at least the resentment inventory, but right, I do think right. it matters. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should go back. But I guess yeah. here there's a, just a, the practical insight we're yes. getting at is not over identifying with identifying the problems we have yeah. and the things we're struggling with and resentful towards and the effects that that resentment is having on us, but not over identifying with them. Yes. And reminding us that we, we have this little inner core that might be overshadowed by some of these struggles. And we're trying to actually remove those struggles so we can return to our, yeah. our true selves or realize our, or, our or fullest yeah. potential. Yeah. 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 Um, I, that's a nice way to say it. Okay. So whether it's an addictive, uh, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a victim narrative or an addiction narrative, you know, you can say you have these tendencies, but not giving that identity too much weight. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where it's actually immovable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it becomes its own barrier to yeah. enlightenment. Or it's, to, limit, it's limiting. It's limiting. Yeah. yeah. It sets yeah, a yeah. ceiling. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And maybe a small anecdote, I think for mm -hmm. me that exploring and many people do this in the rooms right exploring other spiritual practices other ways of healing and and i guess becoming more introspective and all those kind of things was really important to me so i sort of wasn't part of aa and these programs for five years or so maybe a little bit i don't know whatever i mean i was a little bit here and there but i was doing other work and other explorations and other stuff trying to shed that maybe not trying to shed that, trying to grow beyond my understanding of, of how this applies to my life and learn other skills and other tools. And I think when you see people who have that combination of things, they tend to be more admirable or just a little bit more free. Successful? Yeah, maybe, maybe. So multiple therapeutic modes or modalities or approaches. Yeah, or... or uh, not over-identifying, like, oh, I'm just an AA. I'm yeah, ju I just yeah, do yeah. or I just do... CBT or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And maybe um, it doesn't also have to be therapy per se, right? right? It could be philosophy like Buddhism right. or Stoicism or right. whatever it is. Like you're pulling the positives, whatever's useful for you, you're pulling out of a, a, a sort of a diverse yeah. toolkit. Yeah. With diverse origins. Okay. Yeah. And maybe just a short plug, which, which do all have moral and ethical foundations for human behavior in them. And one of David's specialties is human rights and oh. things like that. So next time we're going to talk about that. Okay. Um, so back to you asked, what do we do with this? Yeah, right? what, do we, what do we do with this? Or how, what's a, a way to address these resentments, right? right. So in the last column here, uh, in an AA context, 
I, I think I changed the words a little bit, but what's my part in this situation or what can I do to reduce the likelihood of this pattern repeating? Okay. So for our avatar, who's resentful at uh, capitalism mm -hmm. and they have taken the time to do some introspection mm -hmm. and recognize, okay, maybe capitalism isn't a hundred percent to blame. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's say it's 50%. That's progress. What might that person do? to reduce the likelihood of them blaming the world for their problems and addressing their resentments. And we've talked about it in many ways, right? But that's, you know, you might say, I can recognize that it's not all capitalism's, mind my spelling, fault, right? I have a part to play by cleaning myself up or showing some humility and getting a low paying job and learning, you know, how to work my way up the ladder. Or what else would you, could you say? You could also, yeah. maybe I'm thinking, um, so you can define society, like maybe it's a bit of a, also there's a bit of a perspective change. There's, yes, our society is, Right. Capitalist, but also, you know, largely democratic and free, which allows me to do a variety of different things. So I don't need to be a, uh, a corporate banker. Right, I right, don't right, need right. to be in, in a, a job that I would consider exploitative to others. I could actually go work for, uh, a non, a nonprofit. I could volunteer. I could work at a soup kitchen. I could do things that directly address some of the problems that I see being caused by capitalism. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So that would probably yeah. be like, if you're worried about something, you see a problem out there, it's one thing to be resentful at it and angry. And in many ways, maybe it's justified. Probably the next step would be like, all right, let's actually start to yeah. tackle. Yeah, that's it. great. That's okay. great. Yeah. Great. And, and again, it's, this isn't about being, you know, writing, a textbook on our resentments and all that stuff, yeah. which again, that might be useful and helpful for people. Really, it's about, I think I shared in the first video, I probably had like 200 things on this list. Mm -hmm. And so the goal was just get them out of my head onto paper, reflect on them, share them with another human being, mm -hmm. which was my sponsor. That's how it's sort of suggested that you do it or a therapist or whatever, and recognize my part in the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, it, again, it's not, you know, though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we, it, it's not about uh, justifying bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's about how do I regain power mm -hmm. and agency in my life so mm -hmm. that I can be more free. Right. I'm trying to think of what, you know, what, what, what do you see or hear as a common target of resentment or, and maybe in relation, so maybe it's parents, maybe it's spouses, maybe it's siblings, maybe it's teachers or certainly that was a one for me too so yeah. one thing um it's sort of i mean i it's this is going back to the point you made about like before you identify solutions you actually want to like inventory all yes. of the resentments yes. because then you can see they like you said they have a similar structure so i was you know i work with uh, at uft I, I meet with and i try to help a lot of students who you know by third and fourth year are like very frustrated with like you said their their political science degree the extent to which the university has helped them 
um, you know, they, they start fourth year and like, what am I going to do next? This institution hasn't pushed me forward. My professors aren't helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, the career center is useless to me. Like it's, so there's a lot of resentment at maybe not capitalism, but at the educational, some kind of system. Yeah. yeah. In, so I'm resentful at the system. It could be capitalism. It could replace that. It could be, I'm resentful at the university of Toronto yeah. or, or TMU or York university or whatever school you go to George brand or, you know, wherever you go, you could be like, this school has not helped me and it's holding me back and I've wasted yeah. all this money and time. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's something that really needs to be, um, I guess, action like students are, it, it's always very useful to, to action that and yeah. to go through this method of, okay, I'm resentful of this. This is where I feel like things have let me down um, and why and the effect it's had on me. And then what am I going to do right forward? Right. So maybe, so, yeah. yeah. So some of the, you know, it, it impacts our ambitions, our self-esteem, mm-hmm. our, yeah. I can't remember, pride, whatever, emotional security, financial security, all those things. And that's valid again, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's okay that you're fearful of all these things mm-hmm. or that they're impacting you. Again, it just goes back to that simple question of, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? Right. Do you want to sit and be miserable and ineffective or do you want to live somewhat of a meaningful life or, right. or, or, yeah. And this is tying in another idea, but meaning and purpose mm. is found in the, as Jordan Peterson would say, the voluntary uh, acceptance of the responsibility of the rea- and the reality of your situation. Mm. So it's willingly and openly accepting, and it's not just Jordan Peterson that says that, but you know, to use him as a cultural example, that is the spiritual message of most traditions and certainly Western civilization is yes. This is all true and difficult. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Right. And and can you do something about it morally and ethically to the best of your ability mm-hmm. and to stop thinking about yourself all the time? Right. And but as a young student and a young person, that's legit. Again, yeah. it's not about uh, not validating their fears. It's mm-hmm. just like, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to accept often. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, taking it's it's hard. It is hard. It is to feel like you know, the students I meet with are you know I we're on the same page in the sense that I I often I try I try my best to because I was that student too like I'm yeah. often not really sure and I I know I will be in the future where you're sort of annoyed with something or feel like you're not doing what you want to do and certain things are getting in your way and you want to come up with a good strategy to move forward. But taking action is scary. Sometimes there's some safety in just being upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but ultimately it does feel better. You know, so I'll work with students who are like, all right, how do I translate my degree into a job? Yep. And they're like, there's no way this is a totally irrelevant degree and I haven't learned anything. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, and once you actually, actually having, once you start having a conversation with them about, well, let's actually talk about some of the things you've done in class. They're like, oh yeah, I, I can, I can read a, a complicated text. I can write, I can give a presentation. I could analyze data. I can make sense of a, you know, a, you know, a statistical study in a, in a basic way. And like, I'm like, that's awesome. That's something like a consulting firm mm-hmm, would want. That's mm-hmm, something that mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a ministry and government would want. That's something that uh, a human rights NGO might want. And they're like, oh, okay. And maybe there is, there's a lot more that we have to us often yeah. when we're, when yeah. we reflect, it's easier to, you know, it's easy to say like, I got nothing, but it's actually, it takes a bit of work to identify those, those things we do have 
and becomes it becomes actually very exciting to to put them into action right um yeah so i, I would let me I, that's great and i'm glad you brought that up because to one of your earlier questions which we didn't fully cover because it's not really part of that inventory process, although it can happen after, is often our shortcomings also have a positive side to them. Mm. And so part of it is learning about your qualities and to be grateful and all those other kind of things. Although until yeah. we really look at, at the darkness or the shadow or whatever it is that, that's keeping us stuck, it's very hard to then see all the positive side mm. of things because we just get so stuck in it. And so that part of that process is, as I mentioned, it's so freeing and liberating. Oh my God, look at all this garbage that I'm feeding myself. Mm -hmm. It's so unhelpful and it's making me sick and angry and resentful. Ugh, like blah, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. Then I can see, oh, okay, I can let a bit of that go. Oh, look at all these things that I do have, or look at my qualities, look at what I am good at. Right. Just what you said, like, look at all the skills I do, do have or have learned. Mm -hmm. And how might I apply those to X or the next job or the next opportunity or the whatever. And that's, that again, is super empowering. Right. And that's where, again, whether or not it sort of leads to financial success, I don't know where to pull that, it, that doesn't matter as opposed to just being a bit more free and empowered and healthy psychologically, which generally leads to physical health too. Yeah. And I, I think it's um, like we, like just off camera, Mike, you and I were talking about this, the importance of identifying one's accomplishments, no, yeah. no matter how yeah. small, like, so, you know, you picked up some, some poop this morning. Yeah. That's something that <laughs> like, you know, your little, you know, your diary of accomplishments, yeah. you yeah. can say like, you know, you didn't, you took the right path in that moment. Cause it's so easily, so easily you could have just stepped over it. And said, like, who's running this place here? Right, Why are they doing right. their job? Yeah. You know, just another reason for me to be pissed and upset this morning. Yeah, right, right. Um, but and in fairness, and you, that voice will pop into my head again of, of oh, yeah. you're so uh, lower class or, like, less important. You picked up that poo. Like, that's my little fucking right. devilish voice. Right. Um, that, that will pop up from time to time. Um, but, sorry, yeah. But, no, yeah. but like, I mean, like I, you know, so, so a lot of the conversations I have with students and I tell them, you know, as much as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself about like recognizing those little victories each day and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I, you know, and it could be so, something really small. Like when I, when I was responding to all of my emails, I wasn't once distracted and mm -hmm. going off to do something else. Like, oh, maybe I'll just check the news quickly right, or right, right, right. like, okay, what's yeah, on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. Um, or like go to the fridge or something, just something that I was just like, all right, I'm just going to get these emails done. I'm going to be as focused. Like, and I was like, okay, that's an accomplishment. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, I find those kinds mm -hmm. of conversations that those kinds can be very, um, people will be surprised at how much they've actually done. That's good. Yeah. So much of us are on autopilot that we're not even recognizing that we're, we actually are capable of some awesome things like every day. And we do great things every day. And it's so easily brushed aside. And I think that's a problem because then it, it can breed resentment and it can breed this idea that we're not good enough and that, you know, and we're not good enough because some of what other people have done to us and there's nothing to us. We have no agency or power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if we think about ourselves as, you know, little accomplishers, I think it can be very, like, very motivating. And I, and I, you know, I think for me, like when I, when I started doing um, like work with shelter dogs, um, whenever I'm sort of down on myself, you know, I find teaching emotionally stressful. Like I'll give a lecture or lead a class and I'm like, I don't know if I did a good job. I don't know if the students like me or they bored or they, 
you know, one student left in the middle, was I offensive? <laughs> like all that stuff, you know, just, you, it goes, right? Yeah, you, yeah, it can get yeah. to you. And, and I'll have to remind myself, like, hold on, no, you're, you're not such a loser. You've done some decent things. Are you perfect? No. Are you going to be the right teacher for every student? No, that's okay. But you've done good things in the past. You know, you had some good teaching evaluations. You've, you know, rehabilitated a few dogs and done a great job with that. And then I'm like, okay, I can do good. I can do good. Like, let's keep moving forward. Um, I think when we don't reflect on our mm. accomplishments, it's life can be very challenging. Yeah, for sure. So there's nothing else powering us. Like what's our, you know, we need to plug in sometimes. Yeah. Um, and to add on to that, and that's yeah. so nice. Uh, thank you for that wisdom. I mean, I had some accomplishments in my life while in active addiction and stuff like that. But one thing that really was empowering for me was going through that resentment and going through the steps of AA and therapy. I was in therapy too. That gives you a sense of accomplishment, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. this is a, going back into the mental health side of things or is, is your, the self-loathing and the sort of ruminating and the self-centered thinking mm -hmm. that gets healed by going through these actions and motions. Yeah. And I, and I do remember sort of coming to this realization that, okay, my life, I, I was married. I had made millions of dollars playing poker. I had put on some of the world's biggest concerts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Outside of Lala, you know, outside of like uh, Woodstock kind of idea, but big mm -hmm. concerts and okay. So I'm, I'm capable of something, yeah. but but ultimately I was still so sick and, and unwell by taking care of myself and taking actions, being responsible, even for little things like it's sort of that balance of only addicts want to pat on the back for things normal people do, like just getting sober and being a normal quote unquote person was an accomplishment, right? 100%. And, and for me, it was an accomplishment. And so that helped me build on right so if you're a yes. student in university it's like yeah the future is going to be hard and maybe you're doing a degree that's not as economically feasible as others but at least you've done something and and mm -hmm. it's like sort of just to what you're saying like to see the accomplishments to be able to acknowledge our goodness and our progress is wonderful and mm -hmm. and that's a big piece of the puzzle yeah yeah i totally agree so thank you everybody we're gonna wrap it up oh yeah or, or do you have anything else to say about the resentment stuff um no? just appreciative of this conversation yeah thank me you too okay so everybody please uh like comment subscribe send mm -hmm. send emails the information is in the show notes always about how to contact us so that was our discussion on resentment on responsibility on accomplishments thank you yeah and we hope you enjoyed it, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll be back next time. I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. Please reach out with any comments, any suggestions, ideas, inquiries. And as you move along on your journey throughout life, I hope that you can practice looking at your own darkness, recognizing when you're getting resentful or when you are blaming other people for your emotional state, and I hope that you can navigate that a little bit better from this conversation today. Until next time, take it easy. Peace out.